Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to episode 91. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a tired boy. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so much so, we, we just discovered that I didn't send Mondo the artwork for episode 90, and that is yet to be released as of this recording. Yeah. This, this is a just just catastrophic, really. I mean, think about the millions of people whose lives have been affected by this. They can't go on. Their lives are in, like in limbo. They don't know what to do without an episode of Degenerates Land. Yeah, I mean, there's all this talk about a huge recession coming. Like, I think it's our fault, Mondo. I think we did it. If we had... If we had gotten that last episode out on time, all this could have been averted. So I, you know what? I take the blame. It's Did my it, fault. What? Yeah, yeah. It's safe to say it's your fault. <laughs> my my fault for not rem- reminding you, and your fault for not doing it. But oh well, it's all right. They, now they get a double dose because we'll be releasing ninety. Was, we'll, we'll we'll put out ninety today, and then ninety one in, in a couple of days. I'll do the artwork like today when I get back for ninety or ninety one. For 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 uh, ninety one, I think we just released ninety as soon as possible. Yeah, it's it's not like it's not like oh no, it it can't ascend to the masterpiece that it was meant to be without this glorious artwork. I don't know, dude. Some I, I always get a kick. You know what? The artwork always the artwork always leads to the for me that like the title I choose in uh, yeah in transistor like whatever we decide to name the the title of the of the episode. I always. Go with, I always go with the artwork. I, I get it. Well, it, it. It's a laugh for both of us, but ultimately, uh, you know, the show must go on, as mm-hmm. they say. So yeah, I, I apologize. I was saying I've, I've, I've been tired because I am in the midst, uh, and, and later today I will complete, hopefully, a step in the house build process that I didn't even know was the thing, erosion control. Mm-hmm. I had to dig a 300-foot trench. And then embed uh, embed these like uh, like posts where for a silt fence where there's like these little black fences that go around the perimeter of a construction site. And I'd seen them before. I'm like, oh yeah, that's not a big deal, right? I didn't know they had to be embedded six to eight inches underground to keep the the soil from moving. And uh, yeah, apparently, just between. The lack of rain and the heat in Colorado, the, the soil is like just iron. It's just freaking rock. So I, there, there, there were moments where, um, you know, when I was just driving, driving those poles, I was swinging like a three pound sledgehammer. And if I knew any spir- uh, Negro spirituals to sing, I would have, I would have just, uh, who was it? Was it John Henry? I would have just John Henry that shit. But fortunately, I, <laughs> probably fortunately for me, <laughs> that is not. In my uh, my repertoire, so so I was just sweating in the hot sun, swinging a hammer. You didn't Long sing any songs. Days work. What? No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I did not sing songs. I, I listened to to Pandora uh, radio because uh, I'm I'm old and have never migrated to Spotify. I never did Spotify either. Fuck Spotify. Well, except for if you're listening to us on Spotify, then I love you. <laughs> I use uh, Apple Podcasts to find our shit, but I know people love Spotify because of music and all the other crap that comes with it. So if you listen to the Spotify, keep doing it. Thank you, guys. So, so that's <laughs> that. But in the middle of that, let's you know, let's just talk about it real quick on on the uh, the front side of the podcast. In the middle of the week, so I, I think this was at the the peak of like swinging swinging hammers, driving posts. We we did cover round two. Yeah, yeah, we went to another kava bar. This one was called Kava Sutra. It's kava Sutra. It's a little little play on a uh, sex book. Hard yeah. to find little place in a little rinky dink, like falling apart strip mall. Like everything there, like feels very outdated, and you really would miss the places. They're not very well signed. Like there's not a lot of big signs that say, "Hey, right here, Kava." Which is great because it wasn't nearly as packed as the last one we went to. It was to. probably it was probably just as big as far as capacity for people, but but there was half the people. But we went kind of early. We went at six. Mm-hmm. As you, I'm thinking if you recognize like people like towards the end of our stay, there was more and more people. Like it was getting packed when we, not packed, but 
All, all the bar stools were taken. Yes. Uh, so despite the terrible signage and location, they were doing pretty good business. And I, I think after this trip, I can understand why at least that place was. The first place we, we were making fun of because of how freaking weird it was. And the bartender was, I, I hope he was on drugs. Whatever the case, not very helpful at all. The first place, the guy was a dick. Well, not a dick. He just was not. Some guy tried to get us to sign uh, a petition to legalize like psychedelic uh, substances and things like that. This place, for my end, way better experience was that, that I had a lot better of experience, but but because it was a big, better experience because of the Kava bartender guy. Mm-hmm. Like that guy made it so that. Hey, have you guys been here to a – have you guys had kava before? And we were both like, yeah, we have, but we went to a place that we didn't really enjoy. We didn't really learn a lot. And the guy was like – every opportunity the guy gave us, to, or he he had to like educate us, he did. He took it, which was great. Very informative. Super chill about it too. It was just – it was like um – it was like like a like a, a Sesame Street like adult who's explaining things to you, but he was kind of stoned. Yeah, he's just just giving you all the little. And one of the things that I didn't even know this, I've been taking kava for for a while, is that it, you it has a reverse tolerance. Yes, that was crazy. So it's like the the more your body uh, has of it, the easier it is to get the effects. Which I was surprised. So, so meaning, if you're a rookie, you got to do the double. Like the double donkey kick or whatever the fuck they called it. I forget what they called call that. Yeah, it was just, a, it was like their, their double shot. And he also, that was, this is so different. The last place, we, we had no idea. We They gave us this little shell and we we're just like sipping on it. And I don't think either one of us felt, you know, a, a tremendous it effect. It took a while. It took a, a little bit longer too. This guy's like, no, take the double shot and just, just slam Chug it. it. Chug yeah. it. And then he gave us like a little chaser of like pineapple juice or something. Just so it would make the taste kind of go away. Which it was funny. I actually didn't think the taste was bad, and, yeah. I'm, and I was like, "Oh!" And now we get a little little pineapple shot on top yeah. of that. Delightful. Yeah, I, I, uh, uh, what's different from this, or what? I, I I don't. I think the first time because we were sipping on it, it took like it like it like gently kind of started. Your body started kind of gently getting into like that relaxation mode. Whereas this one, we shoot it, and the effect kind of happens more. More harder and more instantaneous when you start feeling it. Mm-hmm. So it took a while, but then I started feeling like the effects of like the body n- numbness, if you want to call it that. It's not even body numbness, just kind of just like, like melting almost. Mm, yeah, th- close th- th- that's how I experienced it because the, the lats on my left side where I was swinging that hammer yeah. were just so locked up. They're so tight and sore. And that was the first thing I could just feel. It just felt like it was. Um, I'm trying to think like almost like like something that that that's just like hard and not malleable and then you apply a little heat and it just kind of like relaxes that's what it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. And then uh unlike another like uh, unlike other bars you go to a bar you're like you know you're you're taking your time with your drink because we we had chugged it it felt kind of awkward to just kind of sit there and not be like sipping on something. At least for me it felt weird like not having you know something to just kind of sip on over time so i was like hey you know i want to try something i was like hey aaron have you ever had tried tried crate they sell kratom there and i've never had it i've heard of it i kind of know knew a little bit about what it what it is and uh so aaron (laughs) had a little kratom it looked like a little fruit punch thing that you bought you get like when you're a little kid they come like in like day camp like daycare like it's just a bunch of high fructose corn syrup water and and dye Except for this stuff wasn't as sweet. It was still sweet. It was tasty, but it had kratom in it. And uh, and if you you like read the label, it says must be eighteen to buy and blah 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 blah. So we so I so we we sipped on the little. Well, and he, he gave us the whole the whole breakdown on kratom too. How there's uh, kind of three different varieties, and it's really a function of like how old the leaf is and the white leaf is more for like energy and the red leaf is more for like relaxation and pain relief. And then the, the green relief uh, leaf is like a combination and some people experience euphoria. Did you, did you experience any euphoria? I didn't didn't experience euphoria, but you know what it did remind me of sort of kind of not really, it kind of reminded me of being a little high, not like high, like 
<laughs> like you can get high to the point where like I can't feel my heartbeat. Like something's wrong. You start like getting kind of paranoid. You're like you're like really thirsty. Kind of like really... giddy, right? Yeah, I guess. Dude, I, I really wanted to make a euphoria like sex joke, but oh. I've I've never seen that show. Yeah, neither right. And I was like, no, I know there's one right there. It's right. Uh, but I don't think I want to watch the show just to be able to make euphoria yeah. jokes. But so you were feeling kind of was giddy. Is that a good way to describe it? Yeah, and and uh, and so we we one of the questions we asked the guy was like, how is it is it bad to have one have, have kava and then have kratom? Like, would it fuck you up? Like if like for example, if you go to a bar and you have a beer and you're ch- constantly chasing it with shots, you'll get a crossfade and you get fucked up. Mm-hmm. So that was my thing. Was like, hey. No, he said they work synergistically. Yeah, but, I was like, but the the part that I thought was the funniest too, because he was explaining the the pain relief aspect of kratom, mm-hmm. and he was saying it's, it's actually it works on your upward receptors, but it works a little bit different than you know like pharmaceutical opioids. So it's not nearly you know, you know how did he put it? He said it's like it's not like nearly as addictive. And I was like, whoa, hold on, buddy, <laughs> are you saying it's not? nearly as addictive as, as pharmaceutical opioids or it is not addictive. And he's like, Oh no, it's addictive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh shit. <laughs> okay. So we had a, well, when in, when in Rome, we had a pink lemonade drink, pink kratom, lemonade kratom, <laughs> which was, it was tasty. And, and then he was like, Oh, by the way, you probably want to, the kratom takes it like 30 to 45 minutes to kick in. So you probably don't want to have another kratom right away. Like wait a while, just like, just like having, you know, shots of, uh, alcohol like sometimes it takes us a little bit so if you're just constantly shooting them and they all of a sudden hit you like a freight train so he's like yeah just take it easy so we went back to another cup of kava after the uh, kratom and then we and then we finished it up with another kratom at the end so basically i had four drinks two kratoms two kavas and they were good the, but like i said the what made the experience better was it just seemed a lot less like a circus freak show in there like yeah there was still a little bit of weirdoness with the people, with the with the other patrons there, but not as bad as the first place we went to. Well, well, and I think I think to be fair, there is that element in probably most dive bars that you go into, and this was more like like sort of green, crunchy, like maybe I was at a nudist colony once weirdness versus like uh, like I'm gonna go home and beat my dog weirdness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that makes sense, um, I still feel like. I still feel like the majority of people that drink Kratom and or Kava are probably people that have like an addictive personality or have had trouble with other um, drugs, yeah, substances well, before. And well, a lot, yeah, a lot of people use Kratom to recover or recover from an opioid addiction. That's a, one of the, the more popular uses. So I wouldn't be surprised. Like people are looking for that alcohol substitute, that pill substitute. Yeah. But yeah, that 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 dude, that that kid. I don't I don't know if he's th- maybe thirty years old, maybe that young man. Yeah, that guy. That guy was cool enough to like explain all of it, the ins and outs, any questions we had. He was a pretty pretty attentive. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was overall more happy with the experience with this one, and I, and I would go back to this this one if I'm gonna have kratom again. I would go back to this one or or try another one, try a third spot, you know. Um, but I, you know, so the the. the place that we went to that we're talking about now, Kava Sutra, has two locations in, in Denver. And I think they've got more locations like uh, across the country. The the location on the, the the more busy part of Colfax and Denver proper was the one that I've been to. It's definitely nicer. Like the decorations feel a little bit more upscale, so forth and so on. But I think the fact that this one's just a little bit more out of the way and, and less busy, we just made it worth it. Yeah. Um, I had a surprisingly great time. I mean, you know, I I had sort of reset low expectations after the last place, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, like I had a hangout with Mondo. So I mean, that really, <laughs> that really. I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. No, that was that was actually the best part. It was like I was like, oh, this is like just going out and, and drinking like a beer with a buddy, but. It's like relaxing me. It made the pain, like the physical pain I was experiencing from, from all the fucking manual labor, way less. And I, I did get like some low key euphor- euphoria. Yeah, just, we went just low key. So afterwards, after we were done, I was like, "Hey, Aaron's getting kind." Of, we were there for two and a half hours. We got there like at six, and and I, you know, thought we'd be there for like an hour or two max. We were there for two and a half hours, and I and I really could have stayed there longer, but it was getting late. It was like eight thirty. Yeah, I was like, "Dude, I haven't had dinner yet." He's like, "What do you?" 
you're like, what do you what do you think you need to have? I'm like, I'm gonna go get a sandwich. And you followed me, and oh no, I'm sorry, you went in front of me. Oh, it was bad. And yeah, I noticed your driving was a little erratic. I was like, and then when we got off to get the sound, I was like, dude, are you okay to drive? Like, <laughs> I, so so I think I think what I what I ra- you I ran into there was there was a combo of being really really tired prior to going to it, mm-hmm. and then I don't think cognitively the the kratom or the kava really affected me, but it does definitely kind of make you a little bit more loosey goosey. And then I can't remember what I was trying to look up, but in that state, I could not physically pull off like checking my phone. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what it was. There was like a couple times where like I did, I did get a, an alert. I don't know if it was maybe like a Facebook alert on the travel trailer I was trying to sell. I was like, Oh, I want to look at that. I think under better circumstances, I could glance down for like two seconds keep the, the not, car not with, did not did not work out so well so. not with two kava two kratom drink tea things that that sounds like like the worst fast and furious movie two kava two kratom yeah dude <laughs> it's it's like it's a drag race where they're you know they're at the finish line three two one and both of the the guys are just like asleep <laughs> in the driver's seat two kava two kratom let's go um but and all all that the, i remember the last thing we got it was like a like a twofer, so you pick you pick that up, but my my whole bill was for that all all the stuff we got was like thirty something. It was like thirty three dollars, and I think I can't remember how much yours was, but being that now I'm getting paid hourly more or less by uh, by Legacy Fighting Alliance, I do tend to think in things of like okay, was was the experience I just had worth an hour of. of Graphic design work, <laughs> and because because yeah, I'm, I usually depend on what they have me do. I'm making like like thirty five ish to forty dollars an hour, and I was like, oh, an hour, an hour of graphic design work for LFA for kratom, fuck yeah, well worth it, awesome. So I I much better experience, and yeah, I was glad we went. I w- I would be down to go back there anytime. Cool, maybe we try the other spot just because you've been to the nicer one. If it, if it's if it's like a super long drive and a busy day, maybe not. But like, I don't know. This episode of the Generous Podcast has been brought to you by Kava Sutra, the premier kava bar in the Denver metro area. Kava Sutra. Yeah, yeah. Give it a try. I mean, if you want to try something that'll give you kind of a kind of sort of not really equivalent buzz to to booze a hall, but won't fuck you up, and you can still drive unless you're texting and driving like Aaron and have had a rough day physically. Just be warned, you will be like relaxed to the point where you're kind of like, kind of, kind of noodly in the brain. But uh, moving on to uh, degenerate's history. Sorry, I had a burp. I've been drinking, I've been drinking uh, kombucha. Uh, moving on to degenerate's history. This week in degenerate's history, we are going to be discussing former president of the United States of America, Lyndon B. Johnson, a famous Johnson, if you will. Lyndon Baines Johnson is mostly known for his so-called war on poverty. Uh, all right, so, so just just historically, I know, I know, this is real quick. You're like, I barely got a sentence out. No, that was like half of a sentence, but but okay. but so if you're not familiar with his his war on poverty, because like my first reaction when I heard that was I was like, war on poverty, mission not accomplished, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, and when this was one of the the first war on random. Sort, uh, yeah, yeah. Non tangible thing. We're on poverty. We're, we're on, on drugs, drugs. We're on crime. He actually was a maybe a little bit more successful because that the, his his quote unquote war on poverty was where we saw the the beginning of like food stamps, like social security, Medicaid, Medicare, like all that stuff came out of out of uh, the war on poverty. I just stop calling it a war. Just like, but all, all that said, I mean, it did actually drop. Poverty levels significantly in the U.S. from where they had been, which obviously still not great. It was like something that went from like down from like seventeen percent to twelve percent, which you know not not perfect. You you have not one said war, but at least something actually was happened. So before we 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 get into Lyndon Johnson being just a weird old fuck uh, with a huge hog, let's just let's just take a, a moment to appreciate the fact that he actually did do something significant that is still uh, going on today until eventually all those social programs get destroyed. All right, so let me go back to the beginning of the article. Yeah, sorry Linda about that. B. Johnson is mo- known mostly for the so-called war on poverty and also for being a popular target for conspiracy theorists who believe that he may have been in on or directly behind the death of JFK. After wait, all... Th- wait, directly? They thought he was the shooter? 
says, I'm reading the article, dude. Don't fucking question my shit. Uh, directly behind the death of JFK. After all, the vice president would have been more, would have more to gain than anyone else, and have more power t- than anyone to cover up an investigation. However, while most people tend to center on these two topics, or perhaps his decisions during Vietnam, very little discussion these days tends to go into just how perverted and abusive President Johnson really was. He, he definitely was a "this is my rough rifle and this is my gun" sort of president. So maybe uh, while President Trump may have been. We may have made some very bad comments in the Access Hollywood tape. The behavior Johnson got away with involving his Johnson would be a horrific <laughs> scandal today. Get it? Cause... Especially in the light of recent movement to speak out against sexual harassment. We will. We would not have to ever worry about uh, Trump doing these specific acts because I, you probably missed this, Mondo, but. <laughs> in in the sort of discovery process of uh, Stormy Daniels when she was she was suing him, it, it a very very graphic description of Trump's penis came out, and it, it was not pretty. <laughs> she basically just she described it as like a small bulbish mushroom, and it was just like oh yeah no he's not flashing anybody. <laughs> um, just real quick, a user on uh, the YouTube chat by the name of James O'Sullivan writes. Trump 2024. I don't know what that was in reference to at all, but all right. At least we got viewers. <laughs> nice. Trump 2024. Yeah. Let's go. Um, and like I said, I mean, we 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 have all the, the things we have to worry about. We don't have to worry about him flashing his, his small, tiny mushroom penis at people, which right. is great. We can all rest easier as Americans united on that. This man, by, by this man they refer to LBJ... Uh, who would openly pee in the parking lot, whip his business around at colleagues in the bathroom and ask them if they've ever if, if they had ever seen anything this big and make his aide stand at the door of the bathroom and take notes while he was emptying himself, among other things. He liked to, re- to refer to his member as Jumbo <laughs> and without any proper decorum, loved to find excuses to bring it up or show it off in order to assert his superiority, superiority as an alpha male. And that probably worked, wouldn't it? Like... If I, I, guys are worried about that, if if he in fact did have a giant, what do you call it, jumbo? Yeah, that that probably would have intimidated a lot of people. But Mondo, so so just from this, if you had to guess, do you think he actually had a huge dick, or this was just like a huge, like ridiculous compensation process? He had to have, dude. If he was showing everybody and was just flaunting it, there's... I, look, I have an average dick. I don't show my dick off. I'm like, hey, look, I got a big dick. No, I know my dick's average. Guys with small dicks, don't do that. The Guys with small dicks, avoid every question about talking about their dick or bringing up their dick in public. When you know you have a healthy hog, you show it off. But but maybe... So that's the thing. Maybe he, there was no internet back then. Like, maybe he thought... Like, somebody told him, like, like that, that, like, six inches is average... And he's like, yeah, but I've got a 10-inch dick. And they're like, what? No, you, no way. He's like, yeah, butt to tip, 10-inch dick. And they're like, wait, what? butt, butt to tip? Excuse me? <laughs> he's like, yeah, isn't it? You measure your dick from the back of your butt to the tip. That's how it works. Yeah. And like he just, no one corrected him. So he just walked around thinking he had a huge dick. Um, it's possible. You don't know. He was also incre- incredibly physically aggressive with anyone to a point that that many today might refer to it as assault and physically reject his advances. While he may be a Democrat hero to some today, he the, they likely never knew or have completely forgotten just what a sexually harassing, inappropriate pervert the man was, or they would not be holding him up in such high regard. It's <laughs> funny. Are, uh, are YouTube users going kind of funny on the comments? He's, he's, calling, he's saying that you're an Antifa guy obsessed with dick. <laughs> Is is that a is that a, a qualification to be an Antifa? You have to be obsessed with dick. You might. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Uh, no, we're not Antifa, and no, Aaron's not obsessed. With, I don't think he's obsessed with dick. Are you obsessed with dick, Aaron? I, I mean, like a little bit. A little bit. All right. Not 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 not. Uh, I'm trying to think how to put it. The, the 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 obsession does not go so far as in a sexual way. Gotcha. But, I think all guys, there's just a tiny, tiny little bit of obsession with with dick. Yeah, that was, you know what, that was actually that was a Bill Burr skit uh-huh. where he was like, he was like, this is how you can tell that everyone's like at least one percent gay. He's like, and the, one of his friends is like, no, I'm not gay. What are you talking about? He's like, okay, well, do you watch porn? The guy's like, yeah, of course, of course, I watch porn. What are you talking about? He's like, so do you only like to watch two women together? And he's like, no, no, I like to see porn with like a man and a woman. And and he's like, okay, and when you're watching. 
porn with a man and a woman, do you like the guy to have a small dick? And the guy's like, no, I want the guy to have a huge, big, th- holy shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. I see you point, your point, Boil Blur. So I think there, there's that 1% obsession in every guy. You're, 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 you're measuring yourself, literally and figuratively. Um, anyway, moving on. Moving on from Degenerate's history to the next. <laughs> I'm just laughing at this YouTube commenter. He's funny. Uh, anyway, Reddit, ask Reddit. Reddit question number one, Aaron. Yeah. You have to ruin the wedding. What do you do? Uh, you go first on this okay, one. Okay, so I actually, th- you 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 gave us these questions just before the episode, so I didn't have a whole lot of time to think about it. But mm-hmm. this is what I would do if I was like, if I let's say, let's say I didn't like the bride. Getting, mm. Let's say let's say you were getting married and I didn't like the bride, right? And actually, it wouldn't work with you. Let's pick another guy. Let's say uh, some one of our friends is getting married and he had this fucking cunt of a fucking uh, fiance. He's getting mm-hmm. married to, and we're like, no, you don't want to be with this chick. I'm gonna ruin your re- uh, wedding. What I would do is I would I would hire Aaron Jaffe to do some interesting photoshops of this chick doing oh. scandalous behavior, such as like giving uh, a head to President Trump or something like that. Some really good like convincible. Are, are we just gonna have the the Trump through line now because we've got the yeah. one viewer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as much Trump content for him as possible. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. do it. All but, right. But, but just have have the have the fiance, the bride to be like giving head to some fucking asshole or whatever, and then. During the middle of like the, the where people give speeches, the groomsmen speech and all that shit, they do the slideshow behind them uh-huh. with photos. Put those photos of the bitch like giving you know motherfuckers head or whatever. That would be how I would ruin a wedding. Actually, you know what's funny is I, I wouldn't say I tried to ruin a wedding, but when Eric Leiser got married, I was like, oh, you're gonna pay. Like I was like, he like I was one of his groomsmen. I was like, oh, I'm gonna make sure that I fucking am igno- obnoxious, am loud. I'm uh, belligerent. I'm gonna do all that. So I got really, f- like, really fucked up before the wedding, and apparently I was like chasing older women around, trying to dance with like his mom and like random old late old broads and shit. And I was just trying to have a fucking dumb fun time, mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't trying to ruin the wedding. But I guess if I would have gone a little more overboard, <laughs> apparently I was quite uh, quite comedy gold. Like there's a cameraman following us around, and he uh, had a lot of video of me being an idiot. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the the classic one that is in every stupid rom-com ever is when the, the priest or whoever is conducting the service says, does anyone have any you know objection to why these two shouldn't be married? Somebody runs up and it's like, oh, I have an objection. You know, no, cliche, it's been done. That's fucking weak sauce. You got you to gotta go a level deeper. Instead of having someone go and, ob- and object, you need... To replace the person doing the service, you need you need a sleeper agent. Ooh, so like 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 a, a, a fake priest, a fake whatever whatever your your denomination is. You just have him start working weird weird shit into into the vows, and like and he starts. And someone's just like, "Will you uh, love this person in sickness and in health?" Like, "Yes, I do." Will you? And then it's just and then it just gets more and more strange and creepy. And and see if they agree to it. See where the line is for this couple. God, I'm, I'm, I was trying to I was trying to come up with like the most depraved lead in that I could, and it, it just it just uh, went south really quick in my mind. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I should say that out loud. <laughs> but but you you get the gist, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. He's like, you know, will you love him in sickness and in health? Will you facilitate a threesome for him if he gets really horny? Will you? And it's just it's just going and going. So at some point they're going to start saying no, and uh, even if they don't, that's just going to really ruin that ceremony and uh, probably probably weddings for for a lot of people for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, some of the users on Reddit, user Kid Bean writes, "Take the ring bearer into tasting the." Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Talk the ring bearer into tasting the cake. What's uh, wrong with that? I don't get how that would ruin a wedding. All right, Reddit. Carry sure. <laughs> User OBM1127 writes, I'll announce a pregnancy that then proposed to a random girl I paid to come with me right before the vows. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh. Yeah, why is it so... Isn't it... I mean, I know when, when people get married, it's not really the guy's day. It's like the... It's all... It's it's not a day for the guy. The guy's no. like, great, I'm getting married, cool, awesome. It's like the days for the woman. How selfish is it where like someone else gets like like engaged right before... Like it kind of takes the focus off for a split second. 
like that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, last one I'll read: user Death Spiral three twenty one. You do a proposal like right when the bride's about to walk down. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "Yes, I will." It's like you <laughs> fucking upstaging bitch. <laughs> User Death Spiral 321 writes, have a random wo- woman yell at the groom, I'm pregnant with your child. Ooh, hell yeah. Yeah, that, that would work. It would. I think so. It would fucking ruin it for sure. Moving on to ask Reddit question number two. What celebrity would break the internet if they decided to start their porn career? There, there's so many. Hmm. Um, so, so, okay, here's the thing. Let's, let's A, say that it would break the internet, and B, Let's make someone where, like, you you wouldn't actually be shocked if it happened, right? Mm. Because there's some celebrities where you're like, yeah, that would break the internet, but there's just no way. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but I think if you go with someone that was, like, someone you would least expect, and then they started a porn career, that alone would break. Right, right. I I know, but but I think think to to limit it, because you could just say anyone. You could say any famous celebrity where you wouldn't expect it. And like, that would, like is Stephen Hawking still alive? No. Okay, well, he was alive and you said Stephen Hawking's in porn. Everybody would watch the Stephen Hawking porn. Everybody. Uh-huh. Well, would, just that, I mean, for out of scientific yeah, curiosity. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you know, he, he really was uh, a brilliant mind. He really advances the science. And just for the intellectual pursuit of knowledge, we have to understand physically how this is going to work. And and also it would be just great to to, to does he, when he's like like moaning in pleasure is he typing it out as <laughs> is it is it like in his robotic voice like, oh, oh oh give me head oh yeah cradle my balls that yeah. is the spot <laughs> put your finger in my b-hole, you dirty whore yeah so so <laughs> that that would I mean hopefully that tape exists somewhere just so we can learn and and. Uh, Cause I think I think like okay the like the the Kardashians the what's the fucking dumb uh, Paris Hilton like like those it's like eh like who cares like you you assume those those right. attention attention whole bags would do something like that to so he, here's the one where this would be a really lo- really long shot but I could I could see this happening and I I wouldn't I wouldn't be like absolutely shocked and it would break the the internet globally uh, Vladimir Putin. And I'll tell you yeah, why. Yeah. Because because he he he's old. There are a lot of reports circulating about uh, his like failing health. There was one that said that like he has maybe he has cancer. So he's already gone so far as to there was a report came out that he'd like impregnated a woman. He's gonna be a father again. And he's like, look, you see, I'm strong and virile. Like that's his whole. Yeah. He wants to. He's like, no, I can I can Vladimir Putin. I can still fuck. And what better way to demonstrate that he can in fact. Still fuck Russian style, then release a porn tape. Yeah, that or Kim Jong Un, ill, whatever the the one that's the current Kim Jong. Those tapes definitely exist. I do not ever want to see those. You wouldn't want to see a Kim Jong Un no. porn. <laughs> I would want to see how small his pecker is because those guys like all like talk about how mighty and grand and how uh, you know invincible and godlike Kim Jong Un is, and it's like. Ha ha! You got a fucking two inch donger. Of course you're not invincible. You I, I'm gonna alert, spoiler alert. It's tiny. <laughs> oh, you saw you see it. <laughs> he's, he's he's a short, roly poly Korean man. It's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. You know what? Some there are some stereotypes that are there for a reason. Let's see what some of the redditors answers. This dude, our our buddy online is just going off. I'm gonna go back. <laughs> this guy must really hate you, dude. Look. Uh, oh, because I said Trump has a small dick. I, look, I didn't say it. I'm just relaying what one of his mistresses said. It's not me, my uh, fault. I can't. I'm just. I'm just reporting the news. You this, know. This guy says, "Can you ask the queer Antifa guy what's around his neck?" <laughs> queer Antifa guy. Oh man. Um, and then he says some other dumb shit and like whatever. Anyways, thanks for the interaction there, buddy. And we're we're not gonna. Yeah, we're moving on from from that. Anyway, user. Lovey's Edibles writes the green M&M. Good attempt at a joke. Um, user Decade, mm-hmm. Decadent Darkness writes, writes Henry Cavill. Nah. It wouldn't, it'd be like, yeah, just another celeb. Mr. Bean. User Honey Ravioli says Mr. Bean. Hmm. It's, it's like one of those things where it's just like you just gotta, you just gotta, look, it's like a train wreck. You just gotta do the double take to see. It's not like, oh my God, I, I you know, oh, I want to see this Adonis. It's more like, like, I just got to see what this fucking dude's packing, you know? Anyway, that was it for Ask Reddit. Moving on to 
the world of Binge and Purge, where we will discuss The Boys. The Boys Season 3. Yeah, I don't have an outline for this oh. one. So The Boys Season 3 returns, uh, or returned like a couple months, uh, a month and a half ago, because they were doing like the weekly releasing thing. They weren't doing like a bunch of them all at once. I think they did the first two or three, and then weekly after that. Correct. Where did where did season two leave off? I'm kind of trying to remember. Oh, that's when uh, little boy finds he has powers and kills his mom, right? Sure. Yeah, that that is that's the way I remember it. And then so the mom's the mom's dead, and then there was the uh, like the the government secret secret Nazis. What was her name? Stormfront. Yeah, they all find out she's a Nazi, and then there's like the like the big like girl power. Like all the all the uh, other female heroes sort of like team up on her uh-huh. and like completely fuck her up. Yep. And that was more left, more or less where it left off. And then there was the the whole PR nightmare for Homelander because he's like, "Oh, I was I was like fucking a Nazi. Oops, my bad." Yeah, you know, and it, it, it happens. It happens to all of us once or twice, right? Yeah. Um, it felt it felt like this season. There's a lot of. Are we gonna like spoil do spoilers? Like yeah, talk, I think okay. so at this point. So so yeah, the uh, the butcher, you know, but butcher finds a way to combat. The baddies. Well, well, okay, hold on. Let's let's before before we get into spoilers. Sure. First thing, in season one, just some of the like the visuals, like the the gags, whatever you want to call them, there was a ton of shock value where you're like, holy fuck, they just did that on film. Like some somebody in some VFX studio took the time to like animate this like person's arms being ripped out through their anus or whatever it was. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? D- did that kind of like diminish? I mean, because at this point it's kind of hard to I think shock boys viewers were like yeah whatever we've, we've seen this stuff did, did some of that stuff get old for you was it still good I mean they definitely no. continued to try to push the envelope no there was other there was there's plenty of shock value moments that all of them just pleasantly surprised me some of them like were like shocking but to the point where I was like holy shit and you couldn't help but laugh w- w- at the was was there one in particular that stands out in, during the season yeah um what's the the, the orgy called the um herogasm herogasm episode <laughs> Like every every bit of the hero gasm episode from the going back to dicks going from the 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 dude that op- the Russian guy that opens a door and is like fucking dicks like this giant snake like <laughs> like that just starts like that and then uh, yeah just like the guy as people are walking around the house like you just see like just random things are p- people are fucking in random weird ways it's like what the fuck is going on here. Yeah, I mean they they went all out in that. So so basically, the the premise of that episode is, uh, you know, the, the heroes say that they're going on some sort of like training mission, but they're all going to you know somebody's house or someplace just to, to fuck. And it's a bunch of like like B and C level heroes, yeah, just in a massive orgy. So so getting back a little bit to the plot, Butcher finds a way to try to possibly defeat Homelander, and in doing so, he he releases uh. Uh, superhero thought to be dead named Soldier Boy. And Soldier Boy's power, they're trying to figure out what the fuck, what is his power, but he basically just like kind of uh, emulate or emulsion emulates, like where he just blows up and everything around him just fucking just catastrophe. A fucking nuke goes off or something. And so that's, uh, that's how they figure, well, if we get him close enough to Homelander and he, and he doesn't like, so Butcher's like, hey man, this guy Soldier Boy was put into some kind of weird incubation, like uh, um, sleep chamber thing. Forever, people thought he was dead. Well, sure, and- they don't. They don't even know that. They they think that, and it actually was like really timely that because they had they had always started writing these episodes like well before you know anything with Ukraine happened, mm-hmm. and it's just like perfect timing for like the Russians to be the bad guys again. It's like oh look, yeah, motherfucking Russia. You know what? Give them enough time. Something's gonna happen, but yeah, initially they didn't think that Soldier Boy, who's like he's he's just like a basically evil Captain America. He's so you know he he is to Captain America what Homelander is to Superman, basically. Mm-hmm. But they didn't think that he was the weapon. They thought the Russians had some sort of weapon that could destroy that that, that, that had killed him. They thought yeah. he was dead, and so you you're getting like some of the the Soldier Boy backstory, and you kind of learn that like he was like. A little bit of a fucking dickhead. Like he's, he's kind of a big giant dildo. He like his his he had a team around him. There's other superheroes that he was part of a team, just like the seven. There was part of a team, and and none of his teammates liked Soldier Boy. They thought he was a douchebag, and so they essentially set him up. 
they set him up to be captured, unbeknownst to Soldier Boy, and uh, um, you know one of the members happened to be his, you know his his ex girlfriend, his girlfriend's uh, crimson. Scarlet, yeah, she's just Scarlet Witch, basically. Scarlet, yeah, and then also, um, Black Noir was also part of his, do 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 do, part I, of his team. I, I, I do still, I think that that name is hilarious. Yeah, just because I mean, obviously they're they're just pointing. There's a lot of uh, like black superheroes where they have black in the name, uh-huh. and they're like, "Fuck this, we're naming him Black Black." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They also, I. I don't really know what is he supposed to be. Is he supposed to be like like Black Panther or he, he's, he's yeah he's, he's like a Black pa- Panther that had some slight regener- regeneration abilities like he, like not quite Wolverine but just to the point where he could kind of regenerate a little bit or, or they're just like nameless black superhero done yeah yeah his, his whole this was the first time though like we really got any sort of look into <laughs> to what Black Panther was really mysterious Nora, yeah Black Noir is all about mysterious very quiet doesn't speak you know. Yeah, and and then in this season you find out he's just like batshit crazy. Yeah, he's like he's like he visualizes cartoons like in real life, like real world cartoons, and yeah, so he's a little schizophrenic, a little bit, a little nuts. Just 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 a he, he's seeing the whole world through Who Framed Roger Rabbit lenses, right? And his little cartoon buddies are. are Helping him relive his trauma. So essentially what happens is Butcher and the boys think like, hey, if we somehow get Soldier Boy, convince Soldier Boy to kill Homelander for us, we'll be done. Well, Soldier Boy's like, well, what's in it for me? The Butcher's like, I'm going to help you go after and kill your former teammates that basically got you captured to begin with, including Black Noir and Scarlet, whatever, and these twins and these other fucking weirdos. And so Soldier Boy's like, sweet. I'll kill this Homelander boy, but first we got to find all these guys that were my former teammates and help me kill them. So um, along the way, Butcher finds this temporary V, temporary yeah, yeah. So, so superhuman the, juice. So the, the Wonder Woman, you know, parallel, uh, Queen Queen Maeve, um, she she at this point kind of kind of hates Homelander and she's, she's able to sneak this compound, which is questionable. In, in its quality and safety, it, it does temporarily grant Butcher powers uh, as well as – what's his name? Huey? Um, yeah, Huey. Which – so so there's kind of like two things going on. It's like one, like, oh, we're becoming the thing that we swore to destroy, that whole mm-hmm. sort of trope. And then the, the other part is, you know, poor, poor gentle Huey who's always – the damsel in distress in the show is like, oh, fuck, like – I, I can kill people too. I can actually do something useful. And he kind of leans into it way hard. And that, that becomes a, a point of friction where, uh, because he, he, he really wants to save his, his he wants soup to, girlfriend. Yeah. He wants to be the one to save the day as opposed to his girlfriend being the one that's always kind of rescuing this. Cause for the most part, Huey's got no superpowers. He doesn't know how to fight. He's not like very bright, not very smart, just this plain dude. And he's like always being the guy that's being picked up by the rest of the team, the rest of the boys, including his girlfriend, where he takes this superhuman juice. He's like, ha ha, now I could, now I could be the fucking, the good guy, the, you know, the hero. So, so one, his power is hilarious. It's, it's teleportation, but they, as, as per usual with the boys, tried to take like a very realistic approach that will have a comedic out, uh, you know, a comedic effect. So like when he teleports, it's just him. He can't teleport clothing or yeah. any non-biological matter. So anytime he teleports, he's just butt naked, Yeah, which perfect for hero gasm. I mean, yeah. really, really that power was, was made for it. Yeah. That, during that whole time I was, I was thinking like, Huey, you're still kind of a little bit useless. It's like yeah. nice that you can teleport, but Man, like you kind of outkicked your coverage on uh, on your superhero girlfriend. Like maybe don't fuck that up. Yeah, right. yeah. So there's a little bit of a tiff between the you know, uh, what's her name? Star Star Starlight. Starlight. Star Girl. <laughs> between Starlight and Huey, there's a little bit of a lovers quarrel because she's like, Huey, this shit's killing you. You shouldn't take it. Oh, by the way, one of the bad side effects of this temporary <laughs> superhuman juice is that it kills you after yeah, yeah, just X kinda, amount of uses. Just kind of Swiss cheeses your brain a little bit. Like, yeah. oops. No big deal. So she's like, don't do this. You're killing yourself. He's like, but I could finally be the hero and blah, blah, blah. 
so here's the other part. How do they not figure that out ahead of time? Like they take it and they're literally bleeding out their ears and they're like, yeah, "Yeah, this is probably fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some black juice, some black jizz or some shit comes out of the ear holes. How, how could this go wrong? Just a little brain matter leaking out of the ears. It's normal. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the, we're skipping a lot of episodes and things going on, but essentially they get to this point where they're like, you know, well, well so, so let's let's kind of revisit some of the stuff we talked about. So first of all, you know, last season it was Stormfront was sort of like the big addition uh, character wise. This season it was definitely Jensen Ackles playing Soldier Boy. How do you think he added or detracted from the show? Like, was that a good addition in your mind? There was definitely th- throughout the season. There was definitely like, holy shit, you're trying to replace. You know, Homelander's is for sure he's a douchebag doing some shitty shit, but you're trying to replace him with Soldier Boy, who's just equally, if not maybe more fucked up um, than than the Homelander. Like they're, they're both, none of them are saints. Both of them are, none of them have like redeeming, like super redeeming qualities. They're both doing some really questionable shit, killing people that probably shouldn't be, you know, killed. Um, well, well, yeah, it seems like literally no one in the show is a saint. There's there's yeah. not a saint among them. Yeah, yeah, they all they all have a little bit of baggage, and they get into details with uh, even Frenchie. You know, like during the season, they have like Frenchie and and. Uh, but but going back, I mean, just do you think Jensen Ackles like that character was a good addition to the show? Like, how did how did you like that dynamic? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a good addition. They needed they needed to add some kind of focal point, like you said. Last season was uh, was a Nazi girl, and this year it was like him, and then and then the it was like it was a. Like, it was a challenge for the boys to, like, keep the guy, you know, directed at the right, you know, like, focused at the right thing and not kind of go AWOL and do his own crazy shit. And, um, no, he, he he provided a lot of a lot of cool... Uh, Had you seen him in anything before? He didn't look recognizable. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've seen him in something, but nothing where I was like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing this guy before. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I've seen some of his previous work. I'd seen him in Supernatural. It was a really, really long running show. Uh, I think 15 seasons they did. Mm-hmm. Did not watch all of them. And it was, it, it was sort of like a, I don't know how to just describe it. It was like, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but with bros. It's mm-hmm. like, like two brothers and they're trying to go around and kill all these, these, uh, like supernatural creatures and stuff, and and I think I think it progressed to like they were trying to like wage a war on the devil. It's not I don't know. It was a very convoluted show. That the fun part of it, it was it would it would sometimes take itself very seriously and try to be really dramatic, and then every so often there'd be an episode where they, the writers would be like, "Oh, we know the show's batshit crazy. Like we're gonna make fun of ourselves and be a little bit goofy." And I, you know, I thought he was good at, good in that show, so it was it was nice to see him get uh, a, a more serious but somehow even more over-the-top role in The Boys. I thought he did a good job with it. Yeah, he was good, for sure. Dude has a superhero voice, for sure. Yeah, he's got kind of, yeah, sure. <laughs> the reason I thought about that, I didn't know he had done a bunch of voiceovers for, like, superhero cartoons. Okay. He was Batman. All right. Um. So, yeah, <laughs> The Boys... Uh... The finale is, you know, they finally, there's a big final confrontation battle where Queen Maeve and the rest of the boys and Soldier Boy finally get in front of um, Homelander and they're there to kill him. But then then that becomes like a weird conflicted thing because they're like, Soldier Boy ends up being, surprise, surprise, spoiler alert, he ends up being, they use his genetics to create Homelander. So, ipso facto, Soldier Boy is basically Homelander's dad. And Homelander brings his kid, and so it's like big giant family grandpa. reunion. Yeah, grandpa, big giant family. And then so that Soldier Boy's like, should I kill him? Should I not? It's just be this weird final battle where uh, you know Queen Maeve is fighting Homelander in one area, and Butcher's getting involved and throwing fucking people around, and he's got lasers coming out of his eyes, and it's a crazy, crazy. Uh, Finale. I feel like your description is like when a friend tries to describe a movie they just saw when when they were high. Yeah. Like, bro, bro, it was crazy. There was there was lasers and then there was like CGI things like. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> it really, it really, it really is hard to describe the the complexities of the final battle. Yeah. No, I don't think it's just like a highly visual thing. It's it's gonna be gonna be tough. But no, I, I think you hit on the most interesting part was like they really 
they kind of they kind of hit on these family dynamics and how having a screwed up family dynamic could like really warp a person where, cause that was one of the things where it was like, you, you get this revelation where it's like, Oh my God, like soldier boy was, was Homelander's like biological father. I forget. They get, they got a, a semen sample from him somehow. And it was in a re- typically ridiculous fashion, uh, you know, that was befitting the boys, but you're like, Oh, is he going to, are they going to become one happy family? And then, Soldier Boy's like, fuck that. Like you're you're a disappointment. And maybe if I had raised you, yeah, it would have been different. But you know, we gotta gotta snuff out this mistake, basically. You kind of have that like nature nurture thing. But then Home Homelander, who uh, what's the name of that actor? Is it Anthony Starr, I think. Whatever. That actor does an amazing job. Like he he is one of the most fantastic sociopath characters I've ever seen in a show. I mean, there's even in a couple episodes earlier, there's even one show where like he's, he's having that conversation with himself in the mirror, Yeah. but where he's like the mirror version is just being like really abusive. Yeah. And so then you wonder is like, oh, is, is his son going to be any better off if he's raised by Homelander or is it going to be worse than than just being left alone? And it, that is that kind of thing. It's like, um, you know, I think whatever you want to call it, like trauma, bad habits, like that stuff does get passed down from generation to generation. It, it, it does sometimes take s- singular person to like break those trends. God, man, the stakes are way, way higher when the, the people in question can like shoot laser beams out of their eyes. <laughs> Season three ends with the, the girl that was blowing, exploding people's heads at the end of season two that was head, in the head politics. Popper, yeah. She ends up being like a, Somehow mysteriously, like the vice president, or somebody gets like assassinated, and so she gets promoted, or she. Well, they make they make uh, not Aquaman kill. Actually, wait, what's a better? He he's like he's like Twink Aquaman. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say Twink. He's not gay. Low low T Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. Um, Squid fucker. Yeah, they make the squid fucker kill the the political rival. Yeah, and then she you know, somehow, somehow gets signed on to be the VP. So it appears the boys have a kind of now like a, a dual focus. Like what do we do about Homelander in season four? Cause Oh, by the way, they are signed up for season four. They made a big thing to do about it. Um, so Homelander still this, this problem that they got to deal with. Cause he's, he's, he's running wild now. He now, now the, uh, what's the name of the company? The Vought. Vought. Excuse me. Now like the, uh, the Vought executive guy is no longer in a picture. Now Homelander essentially takes the throne of Vought for the most part. A lot of, a lot of the, the 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 spotlight of it. Yeah, I mean he's just killing fools now. He doesn't. It's it's kind of tough when it's the most physically powerful uh, person in the world, and he's just like, I'm gonna do what I want. They're like, and yes, you will. <laughs> what's kind of crazy about the whole Homelander thing is like the more like almost the more genuine he is, the more kind of blunt and and. Uh, not not saying things in the media so that because that's what you want to hear. He's being more genuine about who he really is, and he's really saying some fucked up shit. But then that just drives like the really pro Homelander guys even more, and like like a lot of parallels to Mister uh, yeah. Senior Senior Blonde Hair. Yeah, I mean, and and Homelander is not as good looking or powerful as Trump was. <laughs> I mean, so it's kind of a weak comparison yeah, in my, yeah. my mind, but you, you could, if you could suspend disbelief, you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I can kind of see it. Yeah. Right. And that's one of the things though, that I think we talked about uh, last week off air. Like I was really impressed because they, le- they leaned even heavier into the social commentary in yeah. this season, but they did it in a way where it was like, it wasn't, Sometimes it was really obvious what the parallels were, yeah. but it was like they kind of get in, they get out. It wasn't ever a point where you're like, "Oh my god, like, it's, okay, it's we not get a political it. show, but we're going to show you some of the." Well, well, they weren't like belaboring it, right? Yeah, it wasn't. They weren't, and you know what? It wasn't even that. They weren't being preachy about it. No, they were just like, "Like, look, this is shit that happens," and you're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, it does." And then they kind of like move on, and it, it never to me it, it added to the show. Whereas yeah. almost every other show where they're like, "Look, we want to make a, a social message." It, it, it feels detracts forced. from it. Yeah, it feels exactly. Forced. They're, they're trying to... It's like, the more you know the stupid rainbow, but they're just trying to force some message to you. Whereas this show was like, oh no, we're using this other, this political stuff to actually drive forward their plot. 
It's not really taking you away. It's not detracting you from the, the, the course of the plot line. It's like, oh, no, this adds to it. This is why certain characters think they can uh-huh. continue to be assholes. Like the Homelander thinks he can continue to be blunt and shitty towards people. And ki- In fact, like the, uh, the very end of, this, of the season, he kills somebody in front of a bunch of his supporters well, carrying protest signs, and they end up getting like more happy about it. They're like cheering him on. Yeah, well, so, so in that scene, it was, it was like a pro- Homelander rally right. and like one one uh Queen Maver or something like that. No, no, it was it was just it was just some random human. It was you know what? It was it was some some weak sauce, uh pitiful Antifa. Uh, just, let's just let's just pander so hard right now. Just in incel pathetic little bitch. Yeah. Right. And he just like throws a can and he's like, No, you can't do that, Homelander. And it like it hits Homelander's son. Who, who, by the way, is like, you know, nearly invincible because it's yeah, Homelander's yeah. son. And Homelander's response is to just, you know, laser heat vision this guy and just cut him, literally, literally cut him in half. Yeah. I remember watching that and I'm like, oh, like, Trump is definitely contacting all the, like, the, <laughs> the, the research scientists. He's like, I want laser beam eyes. Get me laser beam eyes. Because yeah, yeah. you know he has wanted to do that at least at, at, at uh, I think I think it's some of the journalists, like they get him a you know he's he's trying to talk about building the wall and they're like well where's the money going to come from just slice him in half and you know what I think he needs that I think I think he would get much better treatment from the media if Trump had laser eyes and he could just kill people when they ask questions he don't like and that's really what we need to move our country forward. This has been my TED talk. Thank you. So uh, so yeah, I enjoyed the show. Season four coming soon. They still have to figure out what they're gonna do about Homelander. They got now. They also got to figure out what they're gonna do about this nutbag fucking chick that has the the ability to blow people's brains up, <laughs> just explode their heads from afar. Uh, and they can't. They, they're not gonna have the benefit in season five, four, at least. They're not gonna have the benefit of that temporary V because they know it kills people. They know it kills people that take them too too much. Oh yeah. Oh, and that was the that was the big cliffhanger. Butcher has months to live. Yeah, yeah, he gets like some kind of weird disease thing, cancer thing, because of the repetitive use of that uh, superpower. Shocker! Juice. Bleeding out of your brain turned out to be bad for you. Who knew? Yeah, uh, the the on the downside, Queen Maeve ends up getting. She dies, right? Yeah, I'm no, to... no, they 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 think she's dead. She gets her eye, eye oh, gouged that's out, right. that's but right. she doesn't have powers anymore, and they, they put her in like uh, witness relocation, yeah, basically. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. It's been a while since I watched it. But yeah, they her and her lesbian chick basically just, they're trying to go disappear off into the sunset now that Maeve has no powers. Oh, yeah. You know what? I forgot about that whole... She, Butcher and, and Queen Maeve, like, fuck earlier in the season. Yeah. That was that was actually one of the parts that I I appreciate. I forgot about that from season two, where like they like make Queen Maeve come out as a lesbian, and she's like, "I'm not actually a lesbian, really." And they're like, "No, no, like it'll trend well." And I was like, "Yeah, I could see that happening. I could see, yeah, you know, particularly in politics, someone being like for like they want to force them into a box." And Queen Maeve is like, "Yeah, sometimes I want to go into a box, and sometimes I want a, a rod to go in me." You, um, I was try- I was trying to make a. a Box is slang for a no. Okay. Oh no, I get right. it. Okay. Um, boy, season four. I'm excited about it. I can't wait for it to come out. It was it was one of the more anticipated shows for this this summer, and it came out and it didn't it didn't disappoint. Some of the other seasons we talked about in the past were kind of like, ah, eh. this one didn't. And uh, good job everybody involved, including uh, including the the cast. I, I wonder what they're gonna do with the Jensen Eccles guy the soldier boy they they basically send him back into hibernation at the end of the season mm. so will will he come back will <laughs> they they... Got, they have to basically renegotiate his contract and find out if they can afford him for season five i yeah. think that might be it yeah but yeah that was it for the boys um did was there anything else you wanted to add to the episode before we wrap it up here sir no i mean i'm just i just want to make clear that you know it's like trump 2024 all the way <laughs> i mean that's really like we're, we're we almost have America great again. We were so close, and then we backslid. So you know that's that's the thing that I really want to get across in this this episode. You know, donate all your money to Trump. He needs it, and with your support, we can make America great again. All right.
Um, thank you guys for watching the episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. Keep keep sending us comments. Keep talking trash to us on YouTube and uh, Twitch. And uh, send us emails talking shit to us. We love it. You guys are awesome. Appreciate it. Talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.